to help support this podcast and get exclusive bonus content and rewards, make a monthly pledge at patreon.com slash universe box. And, and remember, remember to, to think, think outside. outside for the first time in a long time. I knew I was going to be okay. I knew that whatever Sonny did to me, I could take it. That he couldn't break me. That no one can. The me I am right now is kind of hitting my stride. This is a real bomb! Welcome to Legends of Gotham, where we talk about, about Fox's hit series Gotham, set in the world of Batman. I'm Bill Meeks. And I'm Anne-Marie DeSimone. Slash Yoda. Slash Yoda. <laughs> How you doing tonight, Anne-Marie? I'm hanging in there. How about yourself, Bill? I'm, I'm doing great. You know who else is doing great? Huh? All of our chatters over at live.universebox.com, where we stream every Tuesday, Tuesday. night, 8.30 p.m. EST. We have Bush Dylan and... Uh, Quiz. Win-win. And win-win. And Mr. came and left very quickly, so I'm sure Mr. will be back. Yeah, we well, we have more people usually show up uh, after we start the stream. And uh, then there's Bobby. And then there's Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Hi, Bobby. Uh, but we're here to talk about Gotham. By the way, if you do come to chat, yep. uh, right below the chat window at live.universebox.com, we have instructions for a desktop client for the chat. So much easier than using the it's website. It's going to be a lot stabler for you. Yep. And plus, you get keep... notified when people say your name, which is always <gasps> <That's> fun. true. <laughs> <laughs> and Bobby uh, says, please, not the glasses Yeah, Bobby again. says, please. I am wearing my special Gotham glasses. My special Gotham huh? glasses. Huh? Yeah, yeah. No. I'll take them a take little them slower off. for yep, the rest of us who us. stuck with them. Okay, so uh, we we are here to talk about Gotham. Amory, why don't you go ahead and get started with our rhyming riddling, very appropriate for this episode, episode summary. Can punctuation function as heart as art? <laughs> Let's try that again. Can punctuation function as art? It can when its placement is subtly smart. Who ratted out Jim to IA in Barnes? The answer is presented is Ed's greatest yarn. Is Oswald saying, okay, as far as we know, will daddy accept him back at the chateau? Will Jim accept prison and reject his spawn? Time for a time jump in this week's Mad Grey Dawn. Mad great on. It was so not like that, like at all. What'd dude. you think? Um, it was really good. Like when we were live tweeting, though, the only thing I was like, you know what? I'm like, I'm sitting watching and enjoying this. I feel no need to keep like spouting out craziness on Twitter. Yeah, which I wanted to spout out some craziness, mm -hmm. and it it just wasn't that. It was a nice. It wasn't a chill episode by any stretch of the imagination, but. I was enjoying taking it in. Yeah, I think I referred to it as a transitional episode. Uh, yeah, it, well, it moved us forward a month. Yeah, it was It was very much, okay, we got the first part of this season. We're going into the back half of the season. This is an episode that's mm -hmm. going to bridge the gap. Right. Uh, plus, you know, you'll get to see Bruce, young Bruce Wayne, his first... Kick some uh, booty. His first on-the-street adventure. He didn't really kick booty. He, he more, tried to. He more got got his booty kicked. Hey, you know, you win, you lose. You win some, you lose some. That's yeah. for sure. Okay, so I guess we'll go ahead and get started about into our main discussion here. There was a lot of really good stuff. First there really was. and foremost, Excuse me. the Riddler, his first big outing as the Riddler. It was awesome. And boy, what a caper. I loved it. I absolutely loved it. And it was a caper, too. It, it, it didn't feel like, you know, a plan. Uh, well, it was a big, masterful plan, but it really felt like a caper. Like, what do you think of when you think of a caper? 
Aren't those like small little like olivey things? They are also that, but it's also a, a big a big crime, you know, a big it's a big crime. It's a big crime. Go ahead and look up the definition of caper okay. for me. But I, basically, what I'm referring to in specifics is the uh, the art man museum heist at the top of the episode. It was fantastic. Yeah, uh, from the set to the atmosphere to the clues Ed left behind, it felt like it was a classic caper straight out of Batman '66. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, hold on! I clicked into something as I found it. Oh, uh, it's a shoot. Yeah, Wynn says in the chat room that she did love the uh, 60s flavor of the whole Riddler yes. plan. Was, well, I liked his outfit. He mm-hmm. had like the green plaid. Well, this episode, A frivolous escapator prank. Sorry. Excellent. That's what a caper is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I definitely, uh, the Riddler had all sorts of really good outfits this episode. Like awesome. every scene was a complete different costume almost. Yeah. Every, everyone but the classic one. I, and I, you Who's know, getting there. One of the things I definitely enjoyed about this whole caper aspect, too, is that with how dark the season has gotten, it's gotten progressively darker. Mm-hmm. It's been a while since we had that kind of a nod to that classic Batman, that 1966 Batman again. So it was nice to finally get that back in it a little bit during this uh, transitional episode. And, uh, you know, major respect to Ed with the, uh, his clues. Uh, they were smart enough for Jim to detect the challenge being presented, mm-hmm. while simple enough to lead him exactly. Exactly right where Ed wanted him to be. But how did they not get it? Ed does a riddle for them like every single day. Mm-hmm. And all this was riddles. Yeah, I can. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like as much as he's setting it up, he's also really just throwing himself out there. Yeah. Well, I think the thing is, is he he planned it in such a way that even if they they had caught him. Mm-hmm then it, it really wouldn't have even mattered because he was he was wasn't just playing you know jim's weaknesses mm-hmm. he was also playing you know barnes bias against jim yeah he really was he, he was playing and the thing is up until now all they've known him as he's the really really competent uh forensics guy that they call him whenever they need to figure something out mm-hmm. and he had he, threw, he throws a riddle around every now and again like and i mean jim knows that he had a little bit of a relationship with the penguin uh mm-hmm. but yeah yeah, like Wynn says in the chat room, Ed is hiding in plain sight. Yeah, he he's really the last is. person they suspect. And also, any time they would have potentially caught him, it came down to forensics, which Ed, Ed is, is the is forensics the guy. So he's in control of it. Yeah, and he definitely used that to his advantage. Definitely, definitely. Okay, you mm-hmm. wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Captain Barnes, right? Yeah, sort of going off how you said, you know, Captain Barnes has this bias against Jim. Okay, so this man has had suspicions of him since the day Gallivan was killed, and really for probably about four weeks or so before that. Mm-hmm. And he's really has never believed Jim's word or even when it was proven that he was telling the truth with uh, Penguin and everything. Like, this is the kind of relationship in a workplace that usually is going to lead to some sort of change in your regular assignment. Like, shouldn't he be a little bit more on, you know, desk duty or parking mm-hmm. tickets or investigating some very, very low-level crime not being given the biggest high priority I want all hands on deck. Well, maybe it was a situation where Barnes, his attention had to be to the bomber and the art museum thief mm. and everything. So he wanted Jim where really was. close. Okay, see, that makes sense. I wasn't thinking of it that way. Okay. It just mm. seems it just seems weird because this isn't the first, like, this whole half season. Like, he had the whole Mr. Freeze thing, too. Like, it's just, but that does make sense, I guess, if he has to keep Jim on a short leash, what, what that I, he gets the high priority or the high publicity. What I thought was really interesting about Barnes in this episode episode is that by all rights uh you know when he when he gets there and uh 
he catches Jim at uh, what's his name's place? Pinkney, 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 something like that. Uh, but when he catches him there, there's a lot of reasons for him to, you know, give faith to his fellow officer and, you know, doubt the situation as presented. And he just pushes all that aside because he wants to take Jim down to prove a point. Yep. To prove a point to everyone in the police department and to himself that he wasn't wrong about Jim yep. when IA said that Jim was free and clear. Right. Yeah, with everything. So I, I think, you know, as much as Barnes, uh, you know, tries to be the, the you know, by the book cop who does everything the right way and whose ultimate aim is justice, he threw away a lot of evidence for Jim mm-hmm. in this case about killing a pink eye or whatever. Uh, pink eye. Pink eye. Uh, you know, just to, to serve his own ego, uh, it, mm-hmm. which I, I thought was kind of a, kind of interesting. I also really liked Barnes in this episode. I think it's probably the most uh, interesting performance Chicklis has given since oh, he started. Oh, absolutely. It had the most emotion. It had the most energy. There was like something actually happening. Mm-hmm. It felt he was pretty like just sort of skating along. But yeah. this, he really, he, yeah, he, brought, he brought it. He, he he gave a uh, – and he, he used to play this character on a show called The Shield. That He gave a Vic Mackey-level performance, I thought, mm-hmm. in this episode as far as just like range. Yeah. You know, oh, where absolutely. Barnes has been a little kind of one note the, uh, for a lot of the season. But there was a lot of range and nuance to his performance this episode, which I really yep. liked. Over in the chat room, they're arguing about uh, the Riddler and the 60s influence. And uh, Bobby says, I feel like this show is fun and dark ever since the villains have become more frequent. More frequent. It mm-hmm. definitely has a Batman 66 meets Burton's Batman vibe. Yep. That's why I like this show. And let's see. Uh, Twiz uh, also says, oh, I just lost it here. Twiz also says uh, the 60s Riddler always had an element of fun. Yeah. Uh, for sure. And uh, yeah, it's su- such a good, good episode. And it, like I said, I, I really love those 60s influences. And speaking of Burton. Speaking of Burton. You know, uh, th- there was a, someone who was in one of the Burton Batman movies was in this episode episode he was also in a movie that came out on netflix this weekend called (laughs) peewee's uh peewee's uh big vacation you're asking the wrong person i do not or pig peewee's big holiday or something like that it was really really good if you if you were ever a fan of peewee herman go watch the netflix movie it's like it feels like Mm -hmm. like a a takeoff on big adventure while not rehashing really anything and Coming up with all new original jokes. Really good. But Pee Wee Herman, Paul Rubens, I'm so excited, <laughs> was in this episode. Uh, he, he plays uh, Penguin's father, Elijah. Mm-hmm. I forget the last name. Elijah Vandal. Elijah Vandal. And, uh, you know, I, I, I really enjoyed it. Um, it was really nice to see him in a dramatic role. Yeah. I, I, I Especially to contrast with seeing him in the Pee Wee movie this past weekend because it just came out on Netflix. It's been a week of Paul Rubens, I guess. For you. Uh, but, you know, <laughs> I, I thought he did a really good job Absolutely. with it. Definitely. And, I mean, he, he did as well as he could in a lot of cases, too, because a lot of his speeches uh, were sort of uh, kind, kind of uh, informational. They were very informational. Like like there were info dumps about, you know, the history between him and Gertrude mm-hmm. and why he didn't know he had a son and how his family was involved and this, that. And say I it was really a lot of, you know, informing the penguin to inform us so right. we would be prepared for next episode. For whatever's like coming next, get, yes. Yeah, into in, into it a lot more. The only thing that confused me a little bit, um, and I think I told you this, is the scene where they meet. 
Mm-hmm. Felt a little odd. Like, I don't, I still have doubts about him being his dad, well, even see, though they look like cookie cutter pictures of one, and, mm-hmm. one another. We'll see. Uh, Bush still in the chat room uh, brings this up too. He says, Yeah, he was great. Do you think he, that he is manipulative like Oswald? Do you think that he has a plan? Yes. And I, unlike a lot of people online, and I, I know even Bobby was throwing out, is he real or whatever? Mm-hmm. Is he a figment of Penguin's imagination due right. to the weird experiments and all that? I think that. On the surface, it's completely 110% exactly what it seems like. Gertrude had this relationship when mm-hmm. she was a cook for his family. She got knocked up. I think you actually called that before the episode, too. Yeah, I did. I, I even said, like, a cook or a maid for the family. Yep. And, uh, you know, she got uh, knocked up. She got kicked out. And they just happened upon each other. And I, I, I think it, I think what any drama that's going to come forward, any intrigue, is not going to be from Elijah. I think Elijah's earnest about wanting to bring his son into the fold. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be everyone else in the family. And you got a well, little hint of the preview yeah well not even just the preview but even at the end of the episode Mm -hmm. you got a hint uh, of there being some uneasiness there between them so i think any any wackadoo stuff that's going on is definitely going to be coming from the family and not from elijah himself yeah although i i do really hope that elijah becomes a reoccurring character for at least the rest of the season if not moving forward And like, I think it would be interesting because it'll give Penguin a legitimate empire to run so he can be because, you know, up until now, he he was taking over, you know, a crime bosses enterprises, which, you know, was always kind of doomed to fail because, I mean, it's crime bosses in in the city of Batman. You right. know, eventually that's gonna it's going down. Man. It's gonna come out. But yeah. if he he falls in with Elijah and Elijah gives Penguin his empire, it's a legitimate empire which he can you know build on. So on the surface, he can become you know oh. this legitimate businessman, and then he's also this secret underworld kingpin uh, that we know from the comics. Like, which is kind he just of has how to he, build that back up again. It's, it's kind of how he is in the comics too. Is yeah. if I remember correctly, because he he was from money and then got into crime later on so so i think that would be a really interesting direction for it to go what what did you think of his performance overall i thought it was great i mean we've been looking forward to this for i don't know four or five months now well they announced it i think back in september or october okay so about eight or nine months then and actually it would be about nine months uh And um, yeah, it's just really exciting to to get it finally here. And I'm just glad that it wasn't a once and done episode mm-hmm. or a once and done appearance. Like we know we get at least one more episode with him, which is yeah, it'll definitely be a fully fantastic. fleshed arc. Right, it's going to be an arc and not just a story. Yeah, over in the chat, uh, Bush Dylan uh, is saying uh, when he was explaining the story to Oswald, he seemed like he was fake crying. It was kind of creepy. Yeah, I didn't really, I didn't really get that. See, I, I'm still on. I, I'm kind of in that world where I'm not sure if you know it's all real. Yeah, well, when, I, I feel when, like it's all fakey. Went over in the chat room agrees with me. She says I'm buying it. I think Papa Van Dahl is on the up and up. Okay. Okay. And uh, Bush Dylan also says, uh, "When do you guys think Oswald will not be so happy?" Oh, I think. I think it's next week. Yeah, probably. <laughs> Something's gonna make him crap, crack, 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 <laughs> crack, or crack. else, or else, or else he's going to, uh, you know, keep freaking everybody out. Yeah, pretty much. So, okay, you I mean, I'm pretty talk- impressed that he lasted a month there already. Yeah, because thank you, time jump, <laughs> which we'll have more on later. Coming soon. But uh, Amory, you wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Bruce, Bruce on the Bruce on the street. Bruce on the 
street. He totally just like leaned right into being a street kid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, he took that with everything it meant. You know, he wasn't at all phased walking into Ivy's grow house or grow basement. (laughs) Um, Seemed a little thrown off when she was like, instant death. I like that Ivy was was serving shrooms. That was nice. That was good. It was really good. Um, he had no problem stealing from a bad guy because he doesn't want to use his money. Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know what? I'm not going to steal from like good people. But hey, we can steal from the villains or the criminals. Yeah, which makes sense with Batman, you know, because I mean, he he's all about law and order, mm-hmm. uh, but really more about justice. But justice. he's not necessarily hardline with the law and stuff because, I mean, he is a vigilante. He, is a vigilante. he breaks into people. It is the opposite of legal. Yeah, he breaks into places all the time. He breaks into faces all the time. Mm-hmm. Tried you know, to do it this week. Yeah, he tried to do it this week, but got his face broken into instead. Quite a bit. Quite a bit. Um, He was really good at, like, you can see him using his brain a lot in the past um, half season, really. Mm-hmm. Like, there was the outsmarting Silver with the fingers and Tom and all that. And then, sorry, uh, this one with uh, the guy who was all drugged out going no this is really cool man if you give us the coffee can and close your eyes you are. like he just <laughs> knew exactly how mm-hmm. to say it yeah for you know really being on the street a week or mm-hmm. a couple of days or i don't even know how long at that point so i thought that was pretty yeah it almost made neat. me wonder if he has bruce done shrooms or something like <laughs> <laughs> nah i don't think so i am bush dylan in the chat room says uh david was fantastic i could totally see a little uh bit of vengeance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. And then I love that he stood right up to Sonny. Mm-hmm. Like the second that Sonny like goes after Kat and is like slamming her face into these like, no, no, mm-hmm. that's you can't do that. Which I brought this up last night on Twitter during the episode. Yeah. What's with all this nepotism in the Gotham underworld? Oh, oh you got to you got to hire your nephew. That's how it goes. I guess. That's exactly how <laughs> the mob goes. Just, I guess. Just, oh, yeah. The family. They gotta sit with the family. Yeah. <laughs> Don't talk to me about the family. Um, but I, you know, he was even in all reality when he's standing up for it, he's being a gentleman. He's mm-hmm. like, no, you're being cowardly. You're going after a girl. Mm-hmm. And then he just keeps going and going, get his butt kicked. But, you know, he tries <laughs> to throw it out there and he's, you know, channeling Alfred. <laughs> Um, with all the, use like, the force, use Bruce. the force, Bruce. Just outlast him. Don't mind bleeding. <laughs> um, but then, like when he was talking, as Selena was sewing him up, which was just a little completely freaky. It was like it was like there was nothing else existed. I knew that no matter whatever, no, I knew whatever Sunny did to me, I could take it. And it was very reminiscent of when he faced Galavan, mm-hmm. and he just got. But it was more focused and zen-like. Like it was like that. His conversation with Lee about how he wasn't scared and all this and it's just like it's building it's building that he's gonna face more and more and it's not phasing him Mm -hmm. it is a little scary but with where we know he's going well yeah it's definitely like he he realizes he needs to prep uh Uh if he's going to do what he's going to do he needs to have a lot of bad days yeah and the sooner he can get those over with the better because Mm -hmm. then when he runs into a bad situation as the batman yeah then it's not the worst thing that's ever happened to him. That's very like, true. It's not getting his face busted up by Butch's slimy nephew when he was 14 or whatever. Right? You know, so so I, I, I really like that. And I think that was kind of the uh, connection that he was drawing with what Alfred had said last week, too. Yeah. During the beating. During the beating. Although that smile he had at the end was really, really creepy when he was just like... 
It's awesome. When she was sewing him up, like yeah. it, it was just like, okay, maybe a little too creepy. Little I really like the performance, though. It's yeah. not a complaint David's about the performance. No, David's got it. That's more a compliment yeah. about the performance. Uh-huh. Okay, over in the chat room, uh, let's see. Uh, Bobby uh-huh. says he totally thought the guy, uh, the shroom guy, would jump out the window. Guess he saw too many after school specials. <laughs> uh, Wynn says uh, Sonny is a goof. Uh, Butch is probably rolling his eyes from afar. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, yeah, uh, and then Bush Dylan uh, asked, when do you think? we'll see mr freeze again and do you think uh, bruce and selena will get closer in their relationship mr freeze before the end of the season bruce and selena of course they will all the time yeah much much i think they're gonna have closer. a <clears throat> interesting relationship <laughs> oh and butch bush dylan also loves my glasses do not encourage him please you know what happens no, when someone no, likes no, them don't. Oh. they flash even more <laughs> excellent okay so we're going to take a little break here and then we're going to come back to talk more gotham uh first off i thought uh, you guys would just like to see and i saw this right before we started recording the episode well you might have seen a lot of the cast of gotham got to go mm-hmm. to the batman v superman premiere in new yes, york city lucky, a couple lucky, nights lucky. ago and i guess uh david and ben affleck ran into each other so awesome little past and future there i know Past and future. Can we get Batfleck to make a guest appearance? Uh, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have any kind of connections that could even possibly. Not here. I meant on Gotham. Oh, on Gotham? That'd be kind of fun to do like a little flash forward sort of thing and have Affleck playing it. Uh huh. That'd be good. Because let's just be honest, no show is going to run that long. Yeah, I was going to say he's not not here, though. But if you want to see this picture, uh, <laughs> it was over on it, uh, David's Instagram. We'll have it in the show notes at legendsofgotham.com. But that segues oh. into something uh, that we wanted to talk about. Yeah. Uh, just because a lot of people have been saying, Bill and Marie, you guys do a show about Gotham, which is all about Batman. Absolutely. Are you guys going to go see Batman v Superman? And nope. we said no. No, we're not going to. Yeah, we're, we're going to boycott the film. No, of course we're going to go see it. They were like, are you going to do a special episode like you did the special episode on the half hour special on the CW a couple months ago (laughs) during the break? Didn't we do an hour and a half special and a half hour special? That wonderful special with Rebecca Johnson. And we said, yes, but we're not going to have Rebecca Johnson on. In fact, we're not talking to her ever again. We hate her. Yep. No, just just kidding. kidding. We are going to do a Batman v Superman special, and we are going to have Rebecca Johnson on. And, and we, we are going to have Holy Bat Pastor. Holy Bat Pastor. A very common submitter to the show. He used to submit a voicemail every week. I think I he's kind of busy with stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're both going to be on to yes. talk about Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice on April 2nd at around 7.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com. <laughs> Uh, now we the the reason we bring it up one we want you to be there be there be square two we want to know what you thought about the movie because they got a jet about uh about an hour and 15 20 minutes into the broadcast because they're going to see it again because they're going to see it again in georgia uh but georgia 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 but we'll stick around and we'll do all your feedback so if you want to send in a letter a voicemail a video a video, a video. We will take videos. We can play them. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, just send us a YouTube link or a link to it on Dropbox or whatever. Something like that. And, you know, we'll, we, we, we might have a three hour episode about this film because it's pretty major. Drink. Yeah. I'm oh, yeah. We'll be drink. drinking. We'll, we'll be drinking. <laughs> Batman v Superman v Vodka. Yeah, yes. definitely. It'll be good. It'll yes. be good. So April 2nd, 7.30 p.m. EST or thereabouts, live.universebox.com. Uh, legendsofgotham at gmail.com is the email address if you want to send in some feedback. For uh, sure. 
Uh, also, voicemail numbers 424-274-2352. We'll be going over this all again later. But we wanted to let you know. And I know it's a little bit later. but Earlier? We, earlier? No, later than what you would think because we're usually like oh. first out the gate with stuff. Right. Uh, but we wanted to make sure we had enough time to watch it a couple times. Hopefully. Each go to the theater a couple times and see it. And, uh, you know, kind of process it. And plus we wanted Rebecca and Holy Bat Pastor on. And that was the first available opportunity for them to do it. So that's when we're going to do it. For sure. Okay, and it will just very briefly mention that if you want to help support the podcast or any of the other podcasts we do, uh, you can you can go over to patreon.com slash universebox, where we currently have 31 patrons giving us $145 a month. They are the, the, the basket the weavers. The they are the dreamers of dreams. If you want to be a basket weaver slash dreamer of dream or a weaver of dreams, patreon.com slash universebox. And we love each and every one of you. Absolutely. Donate today and buy us another ticket to Batman v Superman. Man. Yes, four or five, five. a bunch of them. That's a That'd lot of tickets. That would be good. Okay, so <laughs> that's all. Oh, wait, before we get back to it, before we get back to it, we did want to go ahead and uh, we do this sometimes. We'll play a voicemail from one of you guys. Middle of the episode, Andy from the Flash podcast sent us in a voicemail about uh, Gotham. So we wanted to go ahead and play that real quick before we get back to our discussion. Take it away, Andy. Yeah. Hey, guys, Andy from the from the Flash podcast. It's been too long that I, since I sent in a, vo- a voicemail, so I thought I would finally do because I've been really enjoying the second half of Gotham. Since it came back from the the hiatus, it's a lot stronger now. And like heck, just between you you and us, and maybe some listeners, I think Gotham is becoming a lot better than Arrow. So, uh, so yeah. And I, and so talk about this week's episode, and I'm I want to just trust Daddy uh, Daddy Penguin, but the same time I'm like, I feel that like there <laughs> is some sort of agenda in mind. I feel that with with this show, like in this city, you can't really trust anyone. So I'm 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 you know, I lo- love seeing Paul Rubens as his dad. But I'm so concerned about that he's gonna betray Oswald, especially you know and his you know um, Oswald's you know step family now and so on. So I'm 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 really I'm really concerned, but I'm looking forward to see how this goes. And uh, yeah, really really enjoyed the episode. And I'm, I can't wait to listen to you guys chat about the episode. So take care, and we will talk soon. Bye. Well, you don't have to wait, Andy, because we're going to we talk are. about it again right now. But Yay! thank you for sending in the voicemail. Yes. Be sure to go check out our our, our sister podcast uh, through All the DC them. TV Podcast Network, uh, the Flash Podcast. If you're into the Flash, let's see. There's Flash. We mm-hmm. have Quiver, Supergirl Radio, and uh, Legends, of, Legends Tomorrow. of Tomorrow. There's even a DC, DC movie TV cast. movies. Yeah. Did I cover? Did we get them all? Yeah, and you can get all of those at dctvpodcast.com or subscribe to the feed on iTunes, and that way, You'll if you watch everybody. all the DC shows, You'll get we em. have a podcast for every show, yep. basically. So mm-hmm. check it out. Thanks again, Andy. Hey, okay, you know what? I don't. I was really, really sad this whole episode. Oh, no. Because it, it, as much it was, as it was an episode <gasps> about the Riddler being awesome, mm-hmm. it was also an episode about Pangy Pants getting rejected. Oh, Pangy Pants. Poor Pangy Pants. <laughs> Moment of silence for Pangy Pants. No, there was a lot of penguin rejection in this episode. Uh, first of all, him and Ed. Oh, that was so devastating. Yeah, because I, I, I thought it was really interesting how Ed and Penguin's roles have completely reversed since their first meeting when Ed, and even last season when Ed mm. found him out in the woods and brought yes. him back and everything, where it was Penguin tolerating Ed because Penguin's way more important than Ed. No, oh, look, it's a fanboy, whatever. Mm-hmm. But now it's the complete reversal and at first ed is really excited 
to tell I, penguin I about his face is like to tell penguin is what about what he's done about you know yeah. ratting out jim to ia mm-hmm. and you know setting up this whole big plot and everything but once he realized that penguin is you know how penguin is now right. uh he's he's like okay dude Thanks, thanks for the help. You got to go. You got to get out yeah. of here. He's like, honestly, the new you is really creeping me out. Yeah. I yeah. was like, oh. Which was a common theme because it, it, that was also kind of the same thing that happened when he went over to see Butch. With cupcakes. Yeah, because at first Butch was like, whoa, dangerous guy here. Mm-hmm. But then he realized that, you know, Penguin probably wasn't playing pretend. And, you know, he, he I think he felt kind of sorry for him. I felt sorry for him. <laughs> Yeah. What? I, I also like how he, he realized how much they both had lost since, you know, everything went down last half season. Yeah. And that even though he had lost a hand, Penguin had lost a mom. And, you know, and his mind, <laughs> ultimately. <laughs> and and so he, 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 he realized that it was better to just let bygones be bygones. Yes. And, uh, let him live. Just tar and feather the guy. Oh god. Which by the way, doesn't tar and feathering, doesn't that uh that cause burns? Like serious burns that you couldn't put a wool suit over in the next scene? I don't know. Like this dude, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the brainwashing or the treatments and stuff from Strange, uh-huh. they really did a number on him and I, yeah. I I was in the camp that it was all an act, but after this episode I'm not. Yeah, I don't think so. There's it, no way. In in one in the chat room also says even the cupcakes felt sorry for him. Yes. Very true. Yes. Very true. But I I, I think and wait, what do you think, Amory? Do you think uh that Butch remembers that time, their time together fondly. Yeah. Uh, when At least he a when he bit. was Penguin's brainwashed henchman who did a little dances every now and again. I think he does. I think so too. Yeah, I think because he does. they did go through a lot, and mm-hmm. I think if nothing else, you know, he saw his relationship with the mother or with mm-hmm. Gertrude, and it's really hard to hate somebody who has such a relationship with their mom. Yeah, and watches them die. Bobby says they tarred and feathered him while he was clothed, but not his head. His head wasn't clothed. He had a hat. He had a hat, but I mean, he had yeah, he had tar and feather all over all over this stuff. Maybe they they use coal tar instead cold of hot tar. tar. There you go, coal tar. But but so, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, everyone's freaked out by the new penguin. Let's hope it doesn't last long. I hope not, because that's just not. Mm-hmm. Bobby asked, "Where did they get tar?" I, it's no Gotham. Idea. They got it from the the villain Walmart. That's the tap water in Gotham. Is tar? <laughs> that's tar. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when said she thinks it was just paint or glue. I could see that. By the way, he had feathers like a bird. Okay, so Butch and Tabby. Yes. Butch and Tabby. Butch and Tabby. I'm quite a progression since the last time we saw progr- them. Well, not really. I mean, in, in well, certain I mean, respects. They, they, they delivered on their promise of, you know. Helping each other out? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm glad that Butch is finally getting to enjoy being the king of Gotham. Because mm-hmm. last time he was like, meh, yeah, whatever. Yeah, he was like, who needs it? He was like, it's me, but meh, not really fun. And the thing is, like, I feel like he deserves it. He's put up with quite a bit through fish and all of the torture with Zaz and Penguin and uh, Falcone. Like, everybody everybody has tortured Butch. Butch mm-hmm. was the whipping boy. <laughs> Pretty literally, I'm sure. And now he's, he's on top. 
for for now. Uh, for and now. I kind of feel like he deserves it. He's just not that scary. He mm-hmm. was significantly scarier when he was Fish's henchman. Yeah. And I feel like he's gotten less and less scary, even with his little hand. <laughs> um, but like as a mob boss, your henchmen shouldn't be scarier than you. They should be scary, mm-hmm. but you should be the person that everybody's scared of. Well, it's it, Butch is a really interesting character because he does have that dark side to him. Like when he offed his friend, for <gasps> example. Right, but uh, that but was he, before everything really happened to him. Yeah, but he also has this tremendous sense of loyalty to mm-hmm. people. Like yeah. even even people who have who have you know crossed him, like Penguin. Yeah. You know, he he's you can still see that little bit of loyalty there. Mm-hmm. And I think he he's a very interesting character because you know what they say: there's no honor among thieves. I think there is with Butch between Butch and other thieves and Pangy Pants and Pangy Pants. Uh, but yeah, I I definitely wonder where they're going with Tabitha though because it it feels weird that like we haven't seen them until now. You know, right? Like, what have they been? They've just been holed up in the mansion. Yeah, that they... everybody just keeps taking over this mansion. Like, mm-hmm. somebody has to pay taxes on this thing. <laughs> Some there has to be a deed. Who has the deed? Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, random questions. Um, okay. So, what is Tabby's end game here? Was she just like, did she just go to Butch because she had nowhere else to go when her brother was killed? That's the impression I got was that she went to because she had nowhere else to go and she wanted, as was her mo with with her brother, she wanted power. Right. And so Butch was her quickest path to power. I I kind of almost think maybe she didn't completely undo what happened to Butch. Maybe she has a code word for Butch. I'm sure she does. And, And maybe she's the one who's actually in control. See, I've been thinking that the whole time. But, like, shouldn't she have been protected by the House of Dumas? Or mm-hmm. the the brother... I don't know what they were. The Brotherhood of the Dumas. I guess it depends on how close they actually right. were. Like, you know? shouldn't she have... The way it seemed is that they all came from money of mm-hmm. some sort. So shouldn't she have somebody to fall back on that had the money or the money from Galavan? Like, And what happened to Silver? That literally my next yeah. thing is, <laughs> and again, where did she stash Silver? Like, I know we just pulled her in for a storyline and shoved her out a window, mm-hmm. but it just seems really weird. Like, why does she actually need Butch? Because she's a better villain than any of them. Mm-hmm. She really is. Like, she can do hand-to-hand combat. She's a sharpshooter. Um, She's a woman, so she, you know, can use her wiles mm-hmm. if need be. And she does obviously well butch butch can do that too he can use his wiles <laughs> little hand the hand the, the hand, attachments the attachments let's give him a mallet um so i just i don't understand what tabby is actually trying to do and how is she going to freak the heck out when galavan comes back to life mm-hmm. is galavan going to be happy with what she's done probably because didn't she kind of kind of leave well, him out to dry yeah Right there at the end, yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, in Bush Dylan 12 uh, says in the chat room... Uh, they wanted us to talk a little bit about Jim. We'll get there. Well, well, I, I, I think b- before I get to this, yeah, we didn't really have a big point <laughs> about Jim, but I thought it was interesting that you know he was trying to fight this whole internal affairs thing until that scene with Barnes, and yep. then he kind of he, he kind up. of gives up on it. He's like, I, and I think it's mainly because of his guilt over what happened with Gallivan. He's like, you know what, I deserve this. Mm-hmm. Like, like I thought it was kind of an interesting take on it, where you know, so so much in this series we've seen. seen him fighting not fighting against people in the department to make it better fighting against his own darker urges fighting against being found out and 
the guilt gets to him, uh, p- particularly because of what Barnes says to him. Right. And he just, okay, he I'm done. Leslie, take the baby away. Take the baby and run. I'm going to be here for 40 years in prison. Yep. You know? This is, yeah. So, so I thought it was really interesting. Something else that I thought was interesting, and, and uh, again, shows a kind of a tonal shift in the series, mm-hmm. was Harvey's disappointment in Jim. Yep. Uh, you can tell he's helping Jim, you know, to try to figure out what's going on with eternal affairs, internal affairs and everything. But it's very begrudging because he, while he's still loyal to Jim, he, you can tell he's severely disappointed in his former mm-hmm. mentor. This is the guy that was making Harvey Bullock turn around. And become more of a good cop. And, you know, at this point, he, he realizes that, no, his mentor is as bad as anyone else on the force. The I people don't know about that, mentor. I, I think they were, it was kind of a mentor relationship, or at least a moral mentor. Okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you Yeah, maybe not experience, but more morals. Like, because he, he was pulling Harvey towards, the towards good. the good side and everything. So I, I'm wondering if this disappointment in Jim and losing kind of his... And, you know, I, I don't think Harvey would ever admit to this, but kind of his hero. Yeah. Uh, you know, is this going to cause Harvey to go off the rails and just completely abandon truth, justice, the American way and saving Jim Gordon? No. Or is he going to try to find the bomber to help I think Jim? he is determined to find the bomber. Well, I, I, I think that's interesting, though, because I kind of I kind of think the same. I think I think he's going to use very aggressive Oh, yeah. oh, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to do it by the book, by mm. anything, but, and I mean, he's going to get shoved with another partner. That's yeah. sort of just the way this stuff goes. Mm-hmm. So that's a little, he's going to have to pull that person in on the game or is he going to work around them? I don't know. I don't know. But I do think that if he, if he tracks down Ed, if he, he goes after Ed, I expect that just this tremendous showdown that pays off the friction between those two characters for the past two seasons because Ed and Harvey have always been at odds. Yeah. Like Harvey annoys Ed, Ed annoys Harvey, and it's just been kind of building. We've been calling it since episode one or two. Pretty much, yeah. That there's eventually going to be this big blow up to happen. So my prediction, Mm -hmm. Harvey's going to go after Ed. (laughs) Ed is going to kill Harvey. But not before Harvey ensures that Ed will be caught and Jim will be free. So at the end of it, Harvey's going to – Ed's going to end up killing Harvey. But Mm -hmm. Ed's also going to be exposed as the Riddler and, you know, get some comeuppance. And uh, maybe go away for a little bit before coming back again. Yeah. I Uh, really don't want Harvey to die, but I see see how that works. Yeah. I I I, see it kind of has to happen. I I feel like that's where they're heading at this point. Not that I want Harvey to go because he always has the best one-liners. Then we need another Bullock. Bruce can be the new Bullock. No. Bruce cannot be the new Bullock. Uh, yeah, let's see here. Okay, uh, and then I'll start scrolling. Uh, let's see, over <laughs> in the chat room, um, uh, Bobby says, yes, I think once Gordon gets out of Blackgate, we'll get to Firefly and the others. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wynn says, I think Harvey will at- actually be motivated to solve the bomber crime rather than just get a- getting a case uh, closed the quickest yes. way possible. Yes. And uh, with Jim gone, Ed may even start playing head games with Harvey. I think that'll be easy. Yeah, and then Bobby says, I think he'll figure out Nigma is the bomber and Ed will go on the run. Mm-hmm. I all likely scenarios. I think. I think. I think bullets. Bullets going for the uh, you know the big uh, bullpen in the sky. Yeah, <laughs> that's my thought. What are your thoughts on uh, awakenings in this episode, Amber? <laughs> Stabby Babs, Stabby Babs, Stabby Babs, Stabby Babs, Stabby Babs is awake. Yay! Elaborate. Cinderella! Um, 
<laughs> Barbara's awake. And I love, 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 love that she wakes up to the news of Jim being put in Blackgate for 40 years. Mm-hmm. That's what brings her out of her coma that's been going on for, well, at this point, months and months and months. It's yeah. hilarious. It's fantastic. It's wonderful. What are Hugo Strange's plans for Babs? Does she remember Lee calling her a bitch? Probably not. She was in a coma. Like they showed at the beginning of the episode. Right. That was just to get Barbara in the episode or in the your mind. But like, why did he need her to wake up before he could do whatever his plan is? Mm-hmm. Because, I mean, he's taking, you know, corpses and converting them to crazy people like do you think it's a situation where he has a plan for her or he's going to develop a plan around her now that she's awake and he has her to play with i mean he's always had her to play with but i mean I, you know what i mean though yeah. she's she's cognizant now like my thought mm-hmm. was that maybe she's going to be subject number two for the rehabilitation experiment <gasps> experiments Ooh. and she's going to get oswalded she's going to get penguined and she's going to be little miss goody two shoes when jim gets out of black gate event because i mean that's going to happen eventually uh and you know so she'll be there and lee will be gone and jim will fall right back in with barbara because she's all better now she's not all better she'll never be all better she's still stabby babs underneath it all i just i'm curious how the fact that jim tells lee to take the unborn baby and leave Mm. will affect any future interaction with babs and jim yeah that's going to be interesting yeah, because, it, I mean, really their parting was her – I believe she's told him she loved him yeah. as she falls into the trees. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, he went to visit her in the hospital before they took her to Arkham. Yeah, he still has like this connection to her, which is really weird. I think he still feels guilty about it because – He made her crazy? Yeah, he he was part of the reason she walked down the path that led to her becoming Stabby Babs. Yeah. So I think he feel, feels guilty about that. And if she comes back to him and she's... Not you Stabby know, Babs anymore? Yeah, appearing sane. I... In Lee's not in the picture for because he sent her away. Right. I could totally see him being, you know, I uh, I don't deserve Lee because I've done these awful things and I've been in Blackgate and this, that, and the other. But look, there's this person that From became awful because of my actions and she's good again. Mm-hmm. Maybe I can become good with her right you know maybe i can i can return to being good like her right you know so so i think that's definitely a Mm -hmm. possibility Mm -hmm. anything else on stabby babs Um, lots of reactions over in the chat room yes people People don't like uh, stabby babs quite much no not nearly as much as i do Mm -hmm. yeah and bobby says i did go through the phase last year where i hated her because they mm -hmm. weren't doing anything with her but this season has been different so much better as crazy person bobby uh says i think she just called for strange because he's in charge that was my impression so. too i hope so i'm just saying i'm just laying it out there that everybody that goes in there mm-hmm. you know turns into a science experiment and i agree bobby i don't think lee's gonna leave mm-hmm. i don't think there's any chance um the prager yelling ah, but i love you through the <laughs> gates is gonna go anywhere Lee, she'll Lee, be the one Lee, like Lee, just like Lee. walking by the gate at like gym time or whatever it's called when they're, mm-hmm. when they're all outside yeah she'll be like look at your baby look at your baby <laughs> i've got your baby jim gordon because <laughs> apparently okay. she, she turned southern all of a sudden well i declare well, i declare, I declare jim baby. gordon i have your baby <laughs> Um, Would you like some sweet tea? Okay, <laughs> so let's do the time jump again. Four weeks. This show has a lot of time jumps. This is the second one this half season. Yeah, because there was We've a time jump months. between the two half seasons. And then, you know, there was another one here. Oh, thank God. Uh, no, I was I was giving them to you to wear. 
Uh, the glasses. I have them, Bobby. They're safe. <laughs> okay. No, but, uh, you know, I, I thought it was a good choice because it serves several purposes. Uh, it will explain uh, if Lee does come back into the show, which she probably will at least mm-hmm. a little bit, you know, why she's much more pregnant than she was before because – you know, there was a break in shooting and, you know, the Pregnancy actress happens. was actually pregnant. So, yes. yeah, she's going to be more pronounced. Yeah. It also uh, pushes the story for, forward without wasting an episode on the trial, which, mm-hmm. while it could be a decent episode, courtroom isn't really the best place to set an episode of Gotham. Not unless, of Gotham. Not of Gotham. Like, I could see a scenario where, I don't know, like, uh, there's a, a villain who comes in and takes over the courtroom and there's this yeah. big thing, but Gotham is a, is one of those shows that, like, a bottle episode wouldn't really work for it. It, no. it needs to jump around and go through all the, Every, show all, the all these different facets of the city. Right. And I the, mean, the and, world. And they didn't even get Harvey Dent. They got a, they got a name check, but he didn't yeah. even make an appearance. Well, he's probably shooting... He was probably off shooting his new pilot for NBC because I <gasps> guess he has a show coming out on NBC where he plays a lawyer. Uh, oh, so he's typecast pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does lawyers. It also, I think, I thought it was nice that it gives uh, Hugo Strange time to use Freeze's tech to reanimate some of the baddies in Indian Hill and kind of yep. progress that stuff because y- you know, even if you're a brilliant scientist, that kind of stuff takes some time. It does take time. So, so we've had some time elapsed to make that happen, and it also allowed Bruce time to heal so next episode or next time we see bruce he can next jump. week on a very special gotham but Sorry. he he can he can uh jump right into another bruce wayne in the street kids adventure you know uh i i, I think i so i think you know while a lot of people were complaining about the time Jen, oh it's it. moving too fast oh my goodness what are we gonna do i think it was a good thing I and i think good. it's gonna allow us to get to the next interesting part of the story i think you have to have those types of time jumps um a because we have the pregnancy to deal with um b you've got teenagers on the show that age faster than their characters yeah um like david from episode one season one to now is quite a difference and Mm -hmm. feels like more than two years at least we've gotten the confirmation of two years so that's nice yeah but i think you have to keep having those jumps every now and again Mm -hmm. to do that and I also like uh, how Bobby puts it that that was a very long commercial break. Yep. Because <laughs> it happened on a commercial break. Yes, it I did. Think. Yes, it did. So, okay. So you wanted to wrap up with a, a little talk about someone we lost along the way. Let's all take a moment to remember Pink Knee, Pink Knee, Prickerner, whatever. <laughs> pink um, Eye. Pink Eye. I totally called your death the second I saw you in a promo shot. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> I was going to be like, rest in peace, red shirts or something like that. And and then you really died. So I kind of felt bad. You know, it's you like, did it. You're I the one it. who killed pink eye. Uh, i actually did it i picked up the crowbar and i smacked the crap out of him mm-hmm. <laughs> so and i threw it under the couch speaking of crowbars <laughs> time for the arbitrary scale amory out of 53 bloody crowbars how many bloody crowbars do you give this episode i'm sorry how many was it 53 53 46 why um good episode lots happened lots of progression four week time jump um, went where places I didn't expect. I really honestly never thought um, Jim would go to jail. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just didn't see it actually happening. Yeah. Um, I thought there would be some sort of like, right. you know, him and Barnes come to an understanding. They're, they come to something. A, yeah, something like chills out, um, you know, Ed slip up somewhere, like something. I'm missing something. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely was missing Hugo Strange. So that would have upped the ante a little bit more. But mm-hmm. it was an enjoyable episode. Yeah. Like it was 
wasn't as intense and blow your mind like last week where mm-hmm. everything seemed to come to a head. This week it was just like, this is why I watch TV, to be entertained. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. How about you? Okay, well, over in the chat room, first of all, uh, Bobby says 49 crowbars, and the Bush Dylan set, uh, 12 says 49 to 50. He can't quite decide. Me, I'm going to give it out of 53 bloody crowbars. Mm. I am going to give it 45 bloody crowbars. Okay. Because it, it wasn't anywhere near the level Mm-mm. last week's uh, was. I don't think we will ever have an episode like that. The, that was just... It wasn't just damn fine television. It was damn fine drama. It was it, it was a uh-huh. damn fine story. It was a damn fine story. And well, this episode was was good, and it was, it was it, a lot happened, and I really loved all the Riddler stuff and everything. It was a transitional episode. It was kind of mm-hmm. okay. We got to move these chess pieces around so we can you know have a checkmate in a couple of weeks. Right. So it, it definitely you could definitely feel that in it. Uh, but at the same time, all the individual elements felt really good, and I, I really enjoyed all the individual elements it just as a whole 45 bloody crowbars and uh it win win agrees with 45 bloody crowbars because down a little because she felt the jim and lee scenes dragged it down a little bit don't we all just a little bit man and we shipped that so hard last season you did oh you did too no i didn't you enjoyed gorkins i enjoyed the term gorkins for sure the shipping name gorkins the shipping name gorkins because it was just beautiful but yeah. when gorkins became gorkins got too real man gorkins got way too real man <laughs> okay now <laughs> on to the news news first up the ratings gotham and supra girl Supergirl. both held steady with their 1.3s from last week so, so um you know nothing changed uh, not too big, not too small. Okay, and uh, let's see here. We have a promo for next week's episode, Prisoners. Prisoners. Let's see here. Uh, we got to wait for it to load up on the, the YouTube. Oh, hold oh, on. Oh, Let me oh, turn oh, off oh, the sound. Audio. And we have uh, Jim laying in bed, uh, in looking jail. at the ceiling. Yeah, in jail. In the jail. Jail bed. Jail bed. Harvey's, Harvey's looking for people. Uh, Harvey's looks like uh, there's some scary stuff. Yep. Uh, oh, yeah, Jim gets attacked. Everyone's attacking the cop in prison. Surprise, surprise. Uh-huh. And then everyone in the family's getting real creepy. They find out who Penguin concerned. is. Yeah. And then his sister hits on him. Uh, yeah. Oh, although I uh, it is also mentioned that uh, he's, he's the, only, the only blood relative. The only blood relative. So they are not blood relatives. They are not blood relatives. They they are relatives. They're relatively relative. They are relatively relatives. So that that's that. I think that looks exciting because I'm I'm. I thought this was going to be a penguin heavy episode mm-hmm. just from all of the the the, the peewiness this week or this week. next week this week now I'm just excited we're getting next week what I thought we were getting this week yeah it's definitely going to be next week is going to be the oh, yeah. big penguin mm-hmm. penguin mm-hmm. episode okay and one other little bit of news by the way you can get links to all of these stories at legendsofgotham.com in the show notes for this episode number 67 yep. about Mad Grey Dawn Mad Grey Dawn big news big news guess what Gotham's renewed for season three. Booyah. Which means Legends of Gotham is renewed for season, season three. three. Yay. We still have a job. Yay. Yay. No, but congratulations to all the folks on Gotham. Can't Absolutely. We, uh, and while it was, wasn't was a big surprise. Nope. 
because uh, the show's awesome. The show's amazing. Uh, you know, I can't wait to see what you guys are coming up with uh, for season three. And yep. I, I you will know what? just... Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, those Gotham TV writers have quite the sense of humor. So mm-hmm. watch your eyes, everyone. <laughs> definitely. Definitely. And, you know, I will also say, too, in a lot of the uh, like comment threads and stuff I looked for uh, when this announcement was made, mm-hmm. I think it was right after our episode last week. Or it pretty, was. It's always within, right like a day after. anyway. Yeah. Uh, but, a, you know, you used to go into general like television forum comment threads about Gotham or comic book uh, forum threads about Gotham. Mm-hmm. Oh, this show sucks. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Batman show without Batman. What's going on? What's the deal with Batman shows without Batman? <laughs> Please don't be Jerry. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> I, I noticed a marked difference where in a lot of cases, people yeah. were just like saying, yeah, the best comic show on television. Yeah. Woo-hoo! I love that show. Yeah. David is great as young Bruce Wayne. David Alfred is, is awesome. Yes. Riddler's awesome. All that stuff. And oh, you know what? Actually, Bush Dylan brings up a good, good point. It, and you know another thing I would see a lot would be like overcrowding. No way of, of villains and all this stuff. And uh, you, you know, in in I just didn't see that this time, which mm-hmm. which was great, which was very refreshing. That's really good to see. Uh, which yeah. brings us to our last uh, news article that uh, Bush Dylan reminded me about. We've cast another villain for, yes. uh, on Gotham for this season. Clayface. Clayface. Clayface is uh, going to be coming to uh, Gotham soon, being played by Brian um, Manamon. I don't know that guy. Yeah, I don't either, actually. <laughs> I don't uh, know Let's that guy. see here. Um, Let me see. Let's see him. Yeah, but he will play the original Clayface, uh, Basil Carlo, who's there's an actor. There's more than one Clayface? Yeah, yeah, there's been several Clayfaces. Again, yes. this is my role. I don't know these things. When I we, speak for when those who don't When we get to the know. episode, I'll do my, my little shtick where I, I give like... You school the, me? Yeah, where I read Wikipedia about, uh, about the character and the you know say my gone. favorite stuff. But yeah, I guess uh, uh, Mc, uh, Manamon is from Project Beth and Gossip Girl. Which oh, I, oh, wasn't that what... Um, John ben, Stevens. Ben McKenzie? Wasn't he on Gotham? No, he was on the OC. <laughs> yeah, I, I think John Stevens Sorry. worked on Gotham Girl, though. The Gossip Girl? Gossip Girl. Not Gotham, Gotham Girl. Gotham Girl. Gotham Girl is a whole different kind of shit. It's a new crossover, but very <laughs> excited for that. And yet again, like John Stevens was telling us, another one of those very uh, science-based slash supernatural villains where, yep. you know, it's an experiment gone wrong. So it, it should be a good time. And I hope they, again, uh, the Batman the Animated Series episode for that was really, really good. So I hope they do another really really good one as good as the batman the ser- animated series episode i think they got this the origin okay we're gonna wrap up with some feedback all right let's do this next week when you're done watching the show plant a bomb in an art museum wait around until it goes off then put a handkerchief over your face because only we- then will they turn on the security cameras <laughs> and email us legends of gotham at gmail.com Tweet us at Legends of Gotham. Facebook is facebook.com slash Legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. And first up, we have Bobby. Take it away, Bobby. Hey, Bill and Amory, it's Bobby. So I thought this was a really great episode of Gotham. I thought that the cold open was great. Uh, It almost felt like an old episode of the 1966 Batman series. Mm -hmm. They did a really great job of introducing us to the Joker. You know, we've gotten glimpses of him here and there, but I feel like this is the first. I think you met Riddler. Look at this Joker. This episode where we just got full on Joker. I said Joker before. I meant Riddler. You guys know what I meant. Yeah. Bring back Jerome. (laughs) And anyway... Um, I love what's going on with Bruce and whatnot. I, I, I think the writers are doing a really great job of packing so much into these episodes and not making them feel like convoluted 
or uh, overstuffed because mm-hmm. there is so much going on in this back half season and it doesn't feel like anything's really being neglected or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, let me think. Oh, uh, the brute, the cobblepot thing. I do. At first I thought maybe they were going to be a figment of his imagination, you know, the whole thing with strange and whatnot. But now I'm wondering if maybe just strange has hired them as to be part of his experiments on the outside that he was insinuating a few episodes ago. And then of course, at the end we get Barbara coming back and she definitely looked confused. She didn't look like she knew what was going on. So I think I'm right where she, she maybe doesn't quite remember everything that's going on. Anyway, I'm going to try to make our, my email or voicemail shorter from now on. And, uh, in a scale, uh, we'll just make it easy out of 37 (laughs) magic mushrooms. I'll give it 34. (laughs) It was a really good episode, but compared, you know, it's going to be hard to like live up to the last few episodes. That's not to say this wasn't a good episode. Just wasn't great. Thank you very much, Bobby. Thank you, Bobby. Very much appreciate it. We appreciate your swiftness. Yeah, I am. I am (laughs) jealous of your uh, your arbitrary scale because magic mushrooms. Yeah, that was so much better. Or shrooms. Shrooms. Okay. uh, Next up, uh, we have a last voicemail. Oh, Uh, oh, that's right. One more voicemail from uh, Mike Pasqua, whose name I've seen around. I know he he interacts with our stuff a lot. I just can't remember what particular uh, format I usually see it on. But take it away, Mike. Well, Bill, I will not be able to listen to you at the time. But here's here's the thing. I like what they're doing with uh, Enigma and his slow descent into craziness. I don't. Two, I do not think that the uh, the pinky pants being well sane uh, <laughs> because sane will last long. And three, just who is this guy in internal affairs that is coming after uh, Gordon? And did Lee give him a head or her a heads up? That's I, I they, yeah, I think yeah, they, they confirmed that. in the episode that it was Ed who gave internal mm-hmm. affairs the head up, and I, then he was pinning it on um, Pinkney, Pink Eye, Pink Eye. What I want to know. Oh, and four, I love what they're doing uh, with Bruce and Selena and her and him getting ready for him to be Batman. Mm-hmm. This has been Mike Pasqua. Thank, Thank you, Mike. Mike. Pasqua. We definitely appreciate it. We hope to hear from you again soon. Absolutely. Okay, and then we had a couple things you want to Oh, we have part. a whole bunch of – we have some YouTube comments this week. Um, this one's from Jolly Wave. Uh, next time you speak to one of the Gotham showrunners, ask them about Ivy. She was all over promotion last season but was underserviced, and she has only had one 30-second scene this season. WTF is going on with her, and this was before <laughs> this episode. So she got about another 30-second 30, 30 to two-minute scene. Mm-hmm. So there's that. Which um, was nice. Which was nice. It was it was very nice, but I believe she had some movies going oh, on she? too. Oh, she's too big for Gotham now, huh? No, but I mean, when you know that your character's not going to be essential, like, I think it's easy for them to drop her in and out as needed, mm-hmm. but they had to plant the seed of Ivy. <laughs> <laughs> That was a pun. That was, High not, five. was not done intentionally either. Um, <laughs> early because of age again, because mm-hmm. she's gonna needs to be around the same age as Batman and all that, right? Ish. 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 Yeah. Ish. Well, she's. I mean, she is already about like four years younger in the show. Mm-hmm. So um, the other one, this is this is possibly my favorite from our written written Nagar. Mm-hmm. Um, commented on our YouTube the mask commentary. One so of our commentaries. One of our commentaries said, you have to be crazier than Nigma to post videos like that on YouTube. To which Bill replied, how so? 
And they said, unwatchable. Mm-hmm. And I believe you again said, how so? And yeah. we have not gotten a response. We will keep you updated. We will keep you updated because we're just curious. It's a commentary. I have a feeling they didn't get the commentary. That it was a commentary. They must not have listened to the like 10-minute spiel up front yeah. of how a commentary Where works. Where we literally say you have to be crazy to, to par- listen without watching. W- without watching. Right. Yeah, so. so there's that. That's on you, uh, written gar. Written gar? Written gar? Okay, and over on Twitter, last night during our live tweet which you can join us every Monday night uh, for our live tweet East Coast time when Gotham airs uh, the Kim- the Kimberly Shelby at GoodBadUgly12 says I want Penguin to be loved by someone so badly <sighs> And Charlotte, uh, who was in our chat room was or, earlier, or Twiz, at Twiz, T-I-D. Twiz DeMojo. Twiz says, Paul Rubens is a wonderful actor when he's not Pee Wee Herman. I don't like you anymore, Twiz. I, I love like you, it. Twiz. I, I hate like Pee Wee. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, next week, next uh, week. Uh, as soon as they let you out of Blackgate Prison, man, sorry you got uh, you know held up in there for a while. But next week, email us, legendsofgotham at gmail.com. Tweet us at legends of, the Go- legends of Gotham. <laughs> Facebook is facebook.com slash legends of Gotham. And the voicemail number is 424-274-2352. Again, that's 424-274-2352. Again, you can join us every Tuesday night, 8.30 p.m. EST at live.universebox.com for, you know, where we record this live. And you can join yes. in chat and get called out a billion times during the episode like Bobby and Bush Dylan and Wynn. And um, make sure you get us your feedback on Batman v Superman for our April, April 2nd, 2nd special with Holy Bat Pastor and Rebecca Johnson. Yeah, and make sure you label it it's such what up it's top for, yeah. or on the subject or whatever just so we know so we file it away in the right file Squirrel we do. Okay, Amory, where can people find you online? You can find me on Twitter at Simone. As for me, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill Meeks. You can follow all of the podcasts we do at universebox.com. And uh, you, yeah, you know what? You can follow me down the road sometime because I'll be there. Join us next time for more Legends of Gotham. And scene. Pinky Pants. Oh, Bruce Wayne in the Street Kid Adventures and Pink Eye. Uh-huh.